Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Resource Families Thrive, the podcast produced by Stanford Sierra Youth and Families. I'm Daniel. I'm the recruitment specialist from Pathways to Permanency, and today I'm going to be joined by four mentors from our Wonder program. To help us get the word out about the need for families and mentors to support kids in foster care, please remember to give us a like, comment, and share on our various media platforms. Stanford Sierra Youth and Families is an organization with a long-standing commitment and reputation with supporting youth and families in the greater Sacramento region. We provide a multitude of services that all support our mission, transforming lives by nurturing permanent connections and empowering families to solve challenges together so every child can thrive. Currently, we have office locations in Roseville, Grass Valley, Citrus Heights, Sacramento, Woodland, Placerville, and Napa. So for any returning listeners, you might notice that we've done a little expansion. So to get started, I really want you to think about your childhood for a moment and what sort of experiences did you have with your family or with family friends? And did those experiences differ between family and family friends? Uh, Did you have an adult person in your life who was your fun person? And what did they do for you? not just the activities, but for your quality of life. That is where our mentor program, Wonder, comes to the table. Uh, So I had a chance to sit down and talk with four of our Wonder guides who were able to talk about their adventures with their explorers, the kids that they are matched with. Thank you. Um, So my name's Allie, and I am a 30-year-old millennial from Roseville. I joined the Wonder Mentor Program two years ago while still in a bachelor's program. I sought out this program because I knew that one day I would like to be a foster parent, but my life is not ready for that stage yet. And now through Wonder, I am paired with a really wonderful explorer that is my friend and is someone that I deeply value in my life. My name is Beryl. I've been retired for about nine years from a retired prison guard. And I just recently started or celebrated my three-year anniversary with my match. I'm a big kid at heart. And when I found out that Wonder is just about taking these kids out and having fun with them and experiencing first-time experiences with them, it was something that I felt that would be good for not just, you know, my kid, but for me. And having been in that, in that environment I was for 25 years, you know, I needed to soften up. I love my kid to pieces. We've been together for three years, and I hope to be with him for a much, much longer time. My name is Ken, and I've been in this program for approximately a year. I'm actually between explorers right now and waiting for my next match, probably in September or October. I wanted to get into this program. I retired when I was 51 and it's been a couple of years and I was actually bored and you can only golf so much. So I was looking for purpose and I actually went back and started consulting and, um, but I wanted more purpose than that. So I started looking at different programs and what I can contribute. 
I wanted to give myself something. And so bottom line is I started looking at different programs and this program came up and I just started researching it and I went, hmm, I can do this. And this would be very helpful for myself, but I can also contribute and give back. And I've been lucky in my life and just wanted to contribute something to our local community. Hi there, my name's Dana. And I have a little bit of a different um, route to becoming a mentor because I saw a newspaper article about Wonder probably in about 2006 or so. And I reached out to Diane, who was the founder we talked, we connected, and I'm a professor at Sac State, and I was teaching a grant writing course. And so my students started working with Diane. Then Wonder reached out again and said, well, you've got a background in recreation, parks, and tourism, which is what I teach. Would you help train the LITs to prepare them for camp? Uh, then I was invited to be on the board, which I was for a while until Diane left. Uh, shortly thereafter, I decided, well, I think, you know, maybe what I'd rather do uh, when I have the opportunity is become a mentor. And that's when um, my life really changed because I met my explorer who was eight at the time and she just celebrated or she's about to celebrate her 17th birthday. And we've been together all that time. And it's really been, it's, it's just been amazing to see how much she has grown and blossomed and how much I've changed in terms of uh, my connections uh, with her and, and being a guide and doing all the cool, fun stuff we've been able to do. It's, it's great. I don't have children of my own. So I feel like we're, we're very connected and, um, and, and it's been a great opportunity. In this show, we do talk a lot about realistic expectations and setting realistic expectations for ourselves and for the programs that we're going to be a part of. Uh, we all have ideas and hopes of how things are going to look, and we want to think about what we'll get out of an experience, too. So what were your hopes for becoming a wonder guide? I wasn't sure, really, what this program entailed and what type of child in their background um, we were beginning. Basically, I just wanted something to do and good purpose and maybe the expectations would be to add value to my life and the child's life. I knew that the, the Explorer had um, a counselor, that they had a, people in the legal profession supporting them, like they had all these different people, but there was nobody there to have fun with them. So from the very beginning, I understood that was my job. We are going to have fun. We're not going to talk about court. We're not going to talk about uh, school. We're not going to, you know, that's not my job. My job is to make sure that we have fun. And that's what we've really focused on. A piggyback on what Dana just mentioned about not talking about court or uh, school. I was previously a CASA uh, mentor volunteer, and I, I was with that. Uh, youth for three and a half years and he was adopted. But the, the difference between that CASA and the wonder is the fact that you're not writing reports, you're not going to court, um, and wonder is more fun-based. To me, you know, having fun with a kid that, 
and being the constant adult in his life because they're just bounced around from home to home, you know, it, it's just, it just, it's so fulfilling just to go out and have fun. And I mean, that, that was my main goal and it's been a great experience. There are so many people in the wonder program that have been met matched for years, sometimes decades when they age out that this, opportunity to to make a friend and stay consistent with them was something that I was energized by like the whole idea of being able to be that consistent with a with a small human was really exciting and I do on year two feel like that expectation has been already well established like met that expectation of making a friend is something that I've benefited from through my relationship with my explorer. Um, the Wonder Program had also given the opportunity to just kind of piggyback off of what's already established. The program provides a lot of experiences and a lot of outings and those things are, and the opportunities that they provided did help me become closer with my match and also helped us find the wonder like the program promised. So what you really bring to this child is a safe relationship. So we know that all it takes is one consistent adult to help change a child's life, to give them a chance to form good relationships. At what moment did you know that you and your explorer had bonded? I think it was when uh, we went to camp. That first night we were in a circle and we had to, I think we had to tell everybody what our camp names were and then what the best part of being at camp was. And so they went around the circle and they came to my youth and they asked him, well, what's the best part of being here at camp? And um, he looks up at me and he has this smile. I mean, he has a killer smile. But anyhow, he said, being with my mentor. And I just, I mean, it was like, I, mean, I tear up just thinking about it, you know? And so I, at that moment, and we hadn't been together that long, maybe a year, a little less than a year. And um, I just thought, wow, you know, and it's just, it just, it was just so, so heartwarming. And I just, I thought, wow, okay, this is it, you know? And um, so I think that's my moment that I knew we actually had a bond. My match was a pretty short match, but uh, you know, we've done several activities, whether it's the monster jam, going to the zoo, going for walks, eating out, whatever it may be. I know um, at one time we were riding in the car and I was taking him back home. And we, this guy was a chatterbox. So he constantly talked and, and, and he said, how close are we to my house? And I said, oh, maybe 10 minutes. And he goes, can I go home with you? And I went, no, I'm just a fun guy. You know, we're just having fun and I'll come back and pick you up. But just that comment that he wanted to spend additional time, he wanted to spend just time with me, 
really indicated that he felt comfortable and reassured that that I wasn't gonna, you know, that this was a healthy, solid relationship and I wasn't gonna go anywhere. Um, thinking about when I would drive her home, I had taught her some songs because I've been a camp counselor forever. So I taught her some songs and uh, we'd sing. And then all of a sudden I would look in the rear view mirror and she would have fallen asleep. And I realized, okay, she feels safe. She feels, you know, comfortable um, to just kind of relax. And so I'd have to wake her up actually when we got home, but it just, that was so sweet, but it made me feel like she feels safe. Being matched with someone who doesn't just talk my ear off, we don't have a lot of opportunities to like exchange about our, our time together. We're just, we're just hanging out. We did sign up as a match for a orientation for new guides who have not yet been paired. And she felt comfortable to address this group of people she's never met before and start saying very compassionate things about me and our time together. And I was floored. I had no idea that she had those feelings in her heart and for her to be comfortable enough to address a group and and just talk candidly about having a good time with me um, was something that I also cherished, valued so deeply, and it kind of kept me going. Um, so that that one moment is was so short and so small, but it really gave me a good insight into what she feels about the rest of our time together over the past two years. So over the years, I've heard a lot of amazing things about Camp Wonder and how fun it is. Uh, that's the annual program camping trip. Can you tell me more about it? Camp is a three-day experience. We go up on Friday, we come back Sunday, and I've gone to three different campsites. The first one that I went to, because um, we've been to camp about six times, it was a, a little bit more uh, primitive. We slept uh, on cots uh, under the stars. Uh, we had a lake. We went canoeing. It was really fantastic. We went for a hike, and then we were playing around in the water. Uh, this place called Gypsy Falls, really, really great. And then we got a little bit more um, fancy digs, which is where we are now, uh, the, the place we've, we've been going to, and we were going to go this year. It's really great. So we get there, and we have meals together. We sing songs. We have campfire. We do arts and crafts. Uh, we go swimming, all the kind of typical sort of camp things that uh, you do when you go go away at camp. Our first year of camp was only last year. And when we went to camp, my explorer was nervous at first. And then for the next six months, would not stop talking about the friendships they made as well as when we get to go back to the next camp. The lasting impression made by those friendships is so valuable to my young explorer. 
that being in a place where she could really connect intensely, even for three days, is something that has imprinted deeply and has lasted. We always look forward to even picnics through the Wonder Program and any event that is, say, sponsored by a donor, because those are usually group events where we can still see familiar faces. So camp, although it was fun and jovial to just have events that were like kickball or fishing, the real impact was from making more friends and broadening our social group. So the thing that was interesting to me when we first went was how much my explorer actually didn't want to be with me. And that was a little like, hello, what's up with that? Well, because, um, you know, she wanted to be with everybody else and they, they could be running around and just kind of be free in a way that they never really were able to do uh, in other places. So on the one hand, while I was a little crushed over the years, I've seen that sort of, you know, shift and now she will tolerate spending time with me and actually is like, uh, seeks me out and says, well, what do you want to do? Um, but again, we see that that's true for other guides that they say, well, why is my explorer not talking to me? Well, because they're having the best time of their life and they get to be a kid like you would at camp. Cause when you go to camp, you don't take your parents with you. So um, I think that's kind of uh, one of the cool things about the camp. Again, as Allie was saying, the opportunity for them to have fun with each other. And we're on the sideline. They know we're there. That They know they can come to us if they need some. But it's that, that growing independence that they get that I think is so fantastic about camp. Okay, so real talk. We have talked a lot about fun moments, about good times. In the end, you're all spending time with kids and... So I bet that some of those times are tough for you as well. What have some of those moments been like and what's happened? We haven't had any problems. He's just a great kid, but I did go through a period of about eight months where I didn't get to see him. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a struggle because nobody knew where he was at. And I guess the story is, when I first met him, he was at the, um, the receiving center. Then he went to a foster home. And then his father, he met all the mandates and he got, um, he retained uh, full custody of, of the kids. And so I was able to continue to see, see him. But then dad moved them to um, Central California for a while. And so I didn't get to see him. And it was about eight months that I was trying to, you know, work through wonder to try to get, make contact. I just, I told my, my, um, my coach that I, I didn't want to give up. And I said, because I, I feel that, you know, my mentor, my youth didn't want it to be like that. So, you know, I persisted and I persisted. And finally, eight months later, we found out that dad had given approval for, for the kids to see their mentors again. I mean, I was gonna give it a year because I just didn't wanna give up on them. And um, so to me, that was my challenge through these last three years. 
you know, but we've been back together now. And, and so that was a challenging uh, experience for me. Well, that's a great story, Beryl, by the way. Thanks. I, I had no idea. And thank you so much for hanging in there. That's amazing. And your yeah. explorer will always appreciate and know how much you care. Yeah. And, and, you know, and just, and just one last thing about that. When we did, you know, meet up again, uh, it was the biggest hug ever, you know, when we reunited. So yeah, it, it, it was great. I'm glad I waited. Well, I, th I think um, the times where it's been a little bit challenging are, are when I'm picking up my explorer after my explorers had a little tussle with um, her, her caregiver. And the good news with my explorer is that she has been in the same home for about 10 years and uh, the caregiver has guardianship. That's very uh, unusual you know, from what I've talked to other um, uh, guides, their explorers move around more. So, you know, typical kind of like getting in trouble for not doing the chores, getting the phone taken away for back talk. So I, I will be the person that, you know, my explorer will see after having this, you know, kerfuffle at home. And so sometimes it might be a lot of sullenness, kind of a quiet day, but you know, I'm just like, I keep asking questions or we sit in silence or, you know, we still do the activity, but I feel the energy that, you know, she's upset. One time she got in big trouble for something and we were going to get together. And the thing we were going to do was go volunteer and clean up a park. And the caregiver was like, well, I don't know if I'm rewarding her by doing this. I'm like, we're going to clean a park. I think this would actually be great. So the caregiver's like, yeah, that sounds great. So, you know, we did go and there was a lot, you know, we worked for hours. So I wouldn't say uh, that was necessarily a super fun time, but it was a time for us to still be out doing something and calm the situation down. So by the time we got home, uh, you know, we were having a little bit more conversation and fun. My explorer is an angel by all accounts. She is placed with her biological family and she is a very compassionate soul that is also the rock and the glue to her family. On the night of curfew, because of the protests in Sacramento and the rest of the related world at large. Um, I was supposed to be talking with her and I didn't know how to talk with her. We just arranged for a phone call because it was during COVID and I hadn't spoken with her in a couple of weeks because I'm terrible with connecting via telephone. But then the, the city got weird and the world was dealing with things and I'm, I, I just wasn't sure how to approach her. I wasn't sure how to, to be what I was supposed to be for her. And after talking with my coach, I was encouraged to be honest and be myself. And even if that meant that I wasn't at my best, 
I was encouraged by my coach to still have the call, to still connect where I was at. And when I got my Explorer on the line, she was, as she always is, full of compassion and soul and said to me, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. And that's the thing is that we are there together, going through this world together. And even though I'm still a young adult, I'm learning from her and she's provided with um, like more worldly perspectives and more soul. And so it was really tough though for me to kind of put down my, I should be an adult and I should be able to have answers. And I, I didn't have answers. And I think that her and I still benefited from knowing each other and being a support system. So that, that was really tough for my ego. You know, everybody, from the sound of it, it really does sound like you've had a chance to, to change a child's life. How do you think you've done that? Um, he had uh, the child had just gotten a bicycle for Christmas and never knew how to ride a bicycle before this. And he was, I think he was turning eight or just seven at the time. And, and so the family asked, can you teach him how to ride a bike? I went, wow. First of all, you know, when you ride a bike for the first time, that's something you're going to remember your entire life. And so I was actually felt pretty honored about being able to teach him to ride a bike. So, you know, that day I threw my bike in the back of my truck and went down and picked him up and I had actually thought this in advance, where we're going to go so we can ride a bike where it's going to be safe. It's not going to be like on a bike path. I didn't want him to be ran over. So I, I, in advance, I got this parking lot, this big, huge parking lot. I knew it was going to be empty. So I picked him up and he was so excited. And, and, he, and so all the way to the parking lot, he just chatted and talked and asked me questions about riding his bike. So we got to the parking lot and we spent a couple of hours and we got the bike out. You know, I hung on to him at first and showed him how to do it and pushed him on his way. And I'm scared to death he's going to crash. But uh, it was a great experience. And he was actually, I got on my bike eventually. We were riding around that parking lot like he's been riding a bike forever. It was so much fun. And I know he's always going to remember that because that's the first time he was on a bike. And he was really proud of himself, and I was proud of him. Just giving a different perspective. Like, I'm a pretty mellow person, and I have a quiet life. But my explorer lives in a busy house and has a lot of siblings. And I think that when... I'm making an impact for her. It's mostly just about like being a little different. Just here's something different. It's not your family. It's just an unbiased friend who's just out to be friendly. And I think that's where the impact comes from is just being unbiased and being 
uh, an example that's like it's not about being better or worse right but I'm just I'm just different I'm just not a busy household I just don't come from a busy household they have so much um, stimulation and so much noise and chaos in some ways it depends on where they are that I think you're absolutely right Allie we, we provide a, a real like it's a contrast and it's a quiet and it's the quiet energy that I think you know is something that over the years, I think you can see that it really impacts them because they, they can have some space, right? Like to be quiet, which they may not get at home. That's exactly it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. You all really have made a major impact and that is seriously understating. So second to last question, or maybe it's more of a request. Someone tell me something funny that has happened in your time with your explorer because we all know kids say the darndest things or do the darndest things mm-hmm. okay awesome. i got one so um we had a, a snow day a couple years ago we went up to placerville lake jenkinson area but we had a snow day and it was a fun day we got to play in the snow built um snow forts or, and just had a bunch of fun that day went rock climbing or on a rock wall and then we went on this kind of a mini hike and I was really really out of shape three years ago and um, he might be the reason why I started working out but so we're on this hike and it's um, you know that we're all lined up on this trail going up this trail and and we kind of started out at the big at the front of the pack and then as we were going up this hill, I noticed that we were losing ground. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, I feel really winded. I'm thinking, oh, it must be the elevation. And he's like encouraging me, come on, you can do it. Come on, you're letting all these people. And he was like, all these people who are older than you beat you up the hill. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I know, right? So I'm trying and so I grab onto his, uh, his, his jacket, right? I said, I need help like that. And I was serious. And uh, so he goes, come on. And, and I'm like, you know, tugging on him and I'm walking. And all of a sudden he yells out, help. And I'm like, oh, man, what happened? And he's like, help, I need help. My mentor can't make it up the hill. <laughs> I, I just stood there and everybody looked and started laughing. And I was like, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. But Oh, I will never forget. I was like, really? I said, you had to do that? He goes, well, I'm a little kid and you're an adult and you should be helping me. (laughs) That was my funny story. (laughs) I love him. I love him to pieces. (laughs) Well, I was, I was going to tell, tell two short stories. So um, after we'd been together a while, we had the opportunity for um, uh, our dog, to join us. And so uh, we had a, a basset hound named Lily and they they totally bonded immediately. And one time, one of our outings was to actually take the dog to a dog wash. So we did and, you know, we were cleaning the dog and, you know, she'd met the dog a few times at this point. And then, you know, I'd look in the rear view mirror and I'd see that they were kind of connecting and the dog had her schnoz on, you know, my explorer's leg, and they were, they were totally bonded, but um, one particular day, 
as I was dropping her off, uh, she looked at me and she said, you know what? Lily is not really a dog. I'm like, Lily is not a dog? She said, no, she's a small person in a dog body. And I just thought that was hilarious. And one other quick thing, not long after we started going to do things together, we went to Panda Express because she really liked Chinese food. And she turned to me and she said, are we eating pandas? <laughs> are pandas on the menu? <laughs> In only the way that like a nine-year-old would say. And I was like, I assured her, no, we will not be eating pandas. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll follow up on that and tell a cute story. I had taken my Explorer to McDonald's, a uh, fast food restaurant, and we were sitting at the little table and my Explorer would love to take my phone and take pictures. And right, you know, when I say that, that could be dangerous into, unto itself. But, uh, but uh, he asked me to pose for a picture and said, I want you to make as funny of a face that you can make. So I'm going, looked around and went, is there anybody really watching me? And I went, I don't really care. So I raised an eyebrow, fluffed up my hair, you know, stuck out my tongue and raised my hands and he snapped the photograph. And then he showed it to me and we laughed together and it was really, you know, dorky you may say. And, you know, I wouldn't want anybody to see this. So about, 20 minutes later, we're leaving the restaurant and he gives me back my phone and I have about 20 text messages. And I went, why do I have so many text messages? This is craziness. So I started reading the text messages and it's like, are you okay? What's going on? Are you trying to play a joke on me? So my explorer actually texted that picture to a lot of my contacts and you know he didn't mean any harm by it it was just uh it was just hilarious so i got good a good ribbing from many many people that i knew about that picture so uh it was a good laugh i'll keep this question simple why should i consider becoming a mentor I, I do have so much enthusiasm for the wonder program, the experience, the relationship that it's really hard to boil down like my soul's energy into a quick snapshot of why you should. I, I believe deeply that every adult is capable of providing the bare bones of what wonder is asking of us. It's just show up just show up for eight to 10 hours a month, show up without expectation and try to be present in someone else's life. I know that a lot of adults feel certain ways, like they may not be ready or they have a lot going on, but I am practicing being present in my life and being with my explorer helps me be present in all the moments of my life. So showing up for this one person and 
providing a relationship that can help them feel like their life has consistency is also a benefit to me, providing me with consistency, providing me with these other uh, auxiliary benefits, which is like just a wonderful experience, a nice time. I know that Ken earlier mentioned like the, this is a little bit selfish and that's a really good reason for other people to take a chance on being a mentor is to see also how a, a child can bring your life so much more for 10 hours a month. It's again, as the millennial here, um, I don't have the ability to bring a full-time child into my life. Um, so I'm really trying to also encourage other people of my age bracket to do this because it's worth it. And there are so many benefits. Um, so I, I would encourage everyone to think of how symbiotic just being present with another person is. Basically, I found it that um, when I did the orientation, I walked in and I, and I was the only guy there. And so I went, wow. You know, I looked around, there was probably 10, 12, 15 ladies. And so I asked, why, why am I the only guy? And I found out that a lot of men don't want to volunteer. And, and it was like, wow, you know, why is that? So I don't know who's watching this or the audience, but I want to do a shout out to males, men, to encourage, you know, Basically, a boy needs a male at some time in their life to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship. So I just encourage, if anybody's listening to this is on, and they're on the fence, you know, I, I, I just encourage men, more men, to volunteer for programs like this. Um, I, I mean, I'll just say a few things. I, I think Allie did a great job of capturing a lot of the, the reasons why, but um, do it because uh, you care about connecting with a young person. Do it because you want to have fun and you need an excuse to have fun. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to be 60 and I started when I was about 51. So it's like, I needed a, a little jolt to get out there and, and get up, you know, get on that slide at fairy tale town and then take my ibuprofen afterwards, you know, like um, you, you, it's like, yeah. And I need to run a little bit more and, and, you know, jump in that pool and, and be that role model and do all those things that scare me. You know, I, I'm not, never thought of myself as an artistic person. So when we go to do the, paint the pottery. I'm always like freaking out about it, but I'm like, I got to do, you know, because my, my explorer is like, well, I'm terrible at art. And I'm like, let's do it. Who cares? What, what does it matter? So the great thing is you have an excuse to, to be a goofball as an adult. You have an excuse to have fun and um, make a connection that will matter. You know, when you asked the question earlier about how do we think we've had an impact I've had the honor of 
hearing the words of my explorer when my coach contacted her because they, they gave me a little uh, plaque thing at a, an event in January. And the thing that my explorer said was, you're always positive. You always seem to support me and believe in me. So I feel like that's what this program's about, to give you an opportunity to, to give back and, and let a young person know, I see you, I hear you, I'm gonna be here for you forever. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, like for me, I never thought I'd have kids. And it's not something that I, you know, really thought I would have kids ever. And, um, you know, whether, and I believe that whether people do it for, for selfish reasons or because they're bored or, um, you know, whatever the reason is, I think becoming a, a, a mentor, it changes your life, but it changes the kid's life too. And there's a shift that happens gradually. I don't think you can really pinpoint that one second moment that something changed, but it happens over time. And, and then you realize at some point, like, wow, I am making a difference in this kid's life. And so, you know, if, if, if somebody is, is, has questions or has doubts, you know, I just say, just do it, go for it. Because what you get out of it is, you know, it's just, is enormous, but what you, what you're giving back to that child is just 10 times that. And there's not a better gift in the world than that. I once again want to take a moment to just thank everybody for being able to join us. Thank you so much to our amazing Wonder Guides. As I've learned more about this program, I've also had the chance to learn more from the managers, directors, and other leaders. You heard from one of our directors, Jennifer Crisetti, in a previous episode, and what she told me is, Mentor relationships for children who have experienced interaction with the child welfare system are unique. A core value is for the relationship to build in the discovery of new experiences for the young person and to have fun in those experiences. Our guide's path to the Wonder Program vary tremendously in the way the connections are talked about can carry a tone of friendship and reciprocal and beneficial connection. As an agency, we train and support our guides to navigate the process in a way that supports all involved. So for me, what it really boils down to is this. Just as we need more resource families, we need more mentors. All it takes is one constant adult to be there for a child, for their life to be forever changed. Some of those relationships and connections might last a lifetime, though not all do. And regardless of that, the permanency that you provide is a lasting impact. It's the knowledge of how to ride a bike. It's the ability to form relationships with other people to know that adults are going to keep you safe and can also have fun along the way. It's all those other things, those skills, those, those chances to be silly that they might have learned along the way. Our program is Pathways to Permanency, and that means more than just foster care and adoption. If you've ever thought about changing the life of a child, if you've ever thought this is something that I might be able to do, Call our Wonder Program today so that you can learn more about becoming a Wonder Guide. 
you're able to call us at 916-368-5114. You can check out our website at ssyaf.org. And please don't forget to like, comment, share, and rate our podcast so we can continue to spread the word about kids in foster care. And until we talk to you again, keep thriving.